Welcome into the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 20th. Today we had a chance to hear from head coach John Harbaugh as the Ravens prepare for this week's game coming up against the Colts. Great day for football. Uh, really, really enjoyed being out there with the guys. Guys worked super hard. Uh, it was good, 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 tough, fundamental football practice, getting ready for the Colts. We have great respect for how hard they play, how young they are, new staff, uh, a lot to get ready for. So what questions do you have? Uh, obviously, the, we saw the news about our Darius. Um, just update us on what the injury is, what the status is going for. Yeah, the injury is uh, upper body muscle deal. Um, Will, um, he's being evaluated, I'd say, this week, just to see whether what the term of that might be. It'll be, it'll be multiple weeks, and we'll see where it goes. After those games, do you ever have a feeling, or do you, have you ever do, or plans to right now address the team to maybe avoid that quote-unquote letdown after a loss or a win like that? Yeah, I'd never use that word. Um, not even sure how it applies, really, in that sense. But we, uh, we, we, I think we have a mutual understanding right now, kind of a vision for how we want to approach wins and losses and everything else in between. You know, we talk about that. It's not just all of a sudden we've got to come up and say, hey, we won a game, now now what? You know, this is something that we, we're here together every day, you know, and from the off-season through training camp, these are the kind of topics that you have when, you, when, you're building a, when you're building together as a football team. And so, you know, Patrick Queen, be one of the captains this week, he spoke to the guys, and he brought that up in the, uh, in the, uh, in the post-practice uh, little talk he gave there and, and did a great job with it, but it wasn't anything anybody wasn't thinking about. You know, we've, it's one week at a time. You've got to be 1-0 and every week. And that's what we're trying to do. And really want to know every day, want to know every drill, period, play. That's what we shoot for. Well, I mean, there's some familiarity, but it's really more about uh, how similar they are maybe to teams you've played in the past. They actually have some similarities to Houston defensively. Uh, the kind of the same family tree defensively, scheme-wise. So uh, that's something that we, you know, we we can we can use to our advantage in some respect. And there's it's kind of how it works around the league. I mean, certain it's kind of the San Francisco, Seattle tree defensively. So uh, you you certainly learn to understand uh, how those different kind of groups of coaches operate. Speaking of familiarity, obviously Kenny Drake back in the building. Uh, what was behind that decision? And secondly, is there any? Yeah, I'm just going to leave all that up to the injury report. It's not any to our advantage to talk about any of that stuff right now. So we're happy to have Kenyon back, excited about him right now, and uh, everything plays out the way it plays out. What does he bring for, you know, other than familiarity? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's talented. I mean, you've seen him. He, he, had, he, was, he was in camp in preseason there. Uh, he's fast, you know, he's an athletic guy, catches balls out of the backfield, probably a real good fit in this offense, you know. It's funny, I was watching the uh, Bengals tape last week again from last year as we were kind of preparing, and he was on the tape, and he had, he had good games in those ga two games he played. And I, th I was thinking, man, Kenyon Drake really looked good in those games. You know, it's kind of like that, and then next thing you know, here he is. I mentioned that to him this morning when he came in, so. John, you guys haven't allowed a first down in the first quarter yet. How encouraged are you by the deeper starts the defense has gotten off? Yeah, very encouraged. Very encouraged by the fast starts. That's, that's, uh, that's something we work on every day. We have a fast start period in practice every day. We want it to be good. I feel like the guys are just locked in, but you know, you know, every 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 game's different. Sometimes you start, sometimes you finish. 
I think we're trying, you know, just to take it one series at a time and do the best we can. John, with, with guys like uh, McCarty and Geno Stone, who for multiple years in a row don't come in as starters, but then when you have to call on them, they, they play like starters. Right. Do you see a, a common trait between those guys who are able to do that? Or <clears throat> That's a great question, Charles. I mean, I guess you can talk in terms of, you know, professionalism and attention to detail and character and intelligence and toughness and all those kind of things probably are the traits for guys to be able to do that. Guys who are ready because they get ready every day. It's not like all of a sudden, oh, I got to get ready to start now. You know, they've been they've been considering themselves a starter every day in practice from day one and preparing as such. And then therefore, when the time when their opportunity comes, you know, they're ready. What's the old saying? When, when preparation meets opportunity, that's the formula for success, right? It's kind of a it's a truism, you know, and I think those guys have shown that. John, uh, to entertain a sort of a league question, and as, as a former special teams coach, did you see that play the Patriots ran to block the kick with the sort of sideways motion? Sure. Um, and, and have you ever seen a play like that? Do you think that could be something the league can take up? I haven't seen that. I thought it was a really great play, really, uh, really well executed. Uh, they they were able to time up the uh, the, the the snap operation uh, perfectly well. Uh, it doesn't need to be ruled out because all you have to do is change the tempo of your snap count. So it's more of a surprise play. I think now people that you know for that to if that's something they think a team might do against them, then they'll just kind of change up the timing of the snap count. But uh, what what a good idea that was. And they got it. It was a great great play. Very I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, that, that's the number one issue for sure, Mike. I mean, that front is, is outstanding. The two tackles are two of the best in the league. You know, uh, you know Buckner, obviously, pedigree guy, slippery guy, long, plays hard and all kind of stuff. And Stewart, we loved him in the draft. He's just a load in there, and he's an he's explosive, talented guy. Two defensive ends coming off the edge. One of them, Michigan guy, Quiddy Pay, you know. Uh, they play kind of classic to that style. And then inside backers, I mean, you know, you've got uh, 44 is flying all over the field, making plays left and right. And then Leonard, of course, he's 53. He's, he's, we all know about him. You know, he's been good for a really long time. And, and uh, so, yeah, that's the heart and soul of their defense right there. John, the challenges of preparing for two quarterbacks with different styles Garner and Paul Yeah, it's definitely, Pete, something that we've got to take into account. I mean, they're, they're, they run the same offense, but they run it differently, you know, and they, there's, you know, one might lean toward one area, another might lean toward another area more, and you've got to play to the strengths of the quarterback, so you've got to defend to the strengths of the quarterback. And uh, we've got to defend to the strengths of both of those guys right now at this point in time. But the offense is still kind of intact the way they run it, so that's what we'll be looking at. John, John Mustafa stepped in and played a really good game. Uh, you have Worley, you're relying on him. Is it kind of testament to all these guys stepping up just how you know much emphasis you put on kind of the back roster building and finding different ways to acquire players? Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, obviously, our, our, our I think our scouting department, personnel department, is the best in the league. You know, uh, from Eric and Ozzy and and all the guys over there, they're just tremendous. Joe, Vince, George, just a bunch of guys that do a great job all the way on through the goal group. So that's one thing. And the other thing, you know, we, we you know try to coach guys. I mean, there's a development aspect of everything. That's what I think everybody does does their best at that. But to me, the credit belongs to the guys themselves, right? I mean, those are the guys that are out there uh, preparing themselves for the opportunity, then making the most of their opportunity. They certainly deserve the credit. 
That's a great question, and uh, no, you really don't because they expanded the practice squads, you know, so that's allowed us to, to maintain a good practice, so that was a good move the NFL made. Um, um, in terms of guys who had a good game, Patrick McQueen was another one of those last week. We saw him kind of flying all over the field this year. He had a great season last year, obviously. But what do you think um, has been the difference uh, specifically from him last year to, to this season? Right. Uh, good question. I, I, mean, I just feel like he's just picked up where he left off and continued to grow. You know, he's, he's got a growth mindset every day. He, uh, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't let anything slow him down. There's no drag in, his, in the way he operates ever. And uh, it shows up in the way he plays. I'm just proud of him. I love, I love everything about him. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, I think he's establishing himself as one of, the top, one of the top linebackers in football for sure. You know, and that's kind of exciting. That was head coach John Harbaugh. Quarterback Lamar Jackson also met with the media today. Lamar, you've seen throughout all sports when sometimes when a team has a big emotional win against a division opponent, sometimes the next game doesn't, you know, go as like you know, kind of they call it quote unquote the letdown. Do you plan to talk to the team? How do you avoid having that kind of scenario play out? Uh, I believe it's just self-explanatory with you know the guys in our locker room. Uh, they pretty much know it's, it's a business um, anytime we're out on the field and we don't take any opponent light. You know, um, this is the NFL and every team's good. It's any given Sunday. Last time you played the Colts, it was one of the, the, the epic games of your career and really in franchise history. Do you think that as you get you look and see film of those guys, does that bring you back to that night at all? Uh, no, nah, that night pretty much was that night. You know, whatever happened that night is with that night. But, you know, I'm focused on what's going to happen Sunday, you know, and just trying to come out with a victory. There was so much excitement in the offseason. Uh, Dell signing and Zay being drafted, you, you signing your extension. Do you feel like in all that, that the, the Aguilar signing maybe flew under the radar a little bit? Well, I like to keep it under the radar. You know, um, he had a pretty good game. Um, I don't want um, any hype going, you know, going his way. You know, just keep it um, under the radar, like you said, and keep doing what he's doing. But he's, I mean, he seems like he's just been terrific pretty much from the day he showed up, right? Absolutely, he has. You know, we've been connecting um, here on the field, um, in camp, uh, this, I would say pretty much the whole all season, and it showed, you know, this past Sunday. Lamar, um, called himself a combination of you and Cam Newton. Yes, yeah. What's it like to hear guys comparing themselves to you, and did you see him at all in college? What are your thoughts on him? You want me to be honest, right? That made me feel old. And I'm only 26. <laughs> like he comparing me, himself, and Cam. It was like I'm like, dang, comparing yourself to me, and I'm still, you know, young. But um, you know, I appreciate stuff like that. Uh, and I, I did see him um, a couple times in college. He played phenomenal. And as his first two games, he has too. Mario, um, can you describe the connection you've had with Zay um, so far? Like he, he mentioned that deep ball that you guys had the other day that he came back to you. Told you, you know, I, I got you. You can trust me. You know, we got this play. Um, can you just maybe ex expand on what that relationship, in terms of communication, has been like with you two? Uh, I believe it's been building um, very well since he said, you know, our chemistry was like 60% or something like that. Uh, I, I wonder what it is right now. You know, um, he's been catching the ball phenomenal, making guys miss, um, running great routes, um, and just doing what they do. You know, um, we just need to keep it that way. 
not to compare it to, to other rookies you've played with, but what is he, um, how does he stand out uh, in, in that way for a rookie? Um, he's his own man. You know, he's going out there. Um, he's willing to learn. Um, he want to be the best. You know, um, each and every play he's out there. Um, you know, Zay's just a household name. He's building for himself right now. He just need to just keep staying that way, keep staying locked down and focused. Lamar, the offense looked a lot more in rhythm this past Sunday despite missing a lot of key guys on that side of the ball. What, what did you notice was kind of the difference between week one and two? Um, just being week two. Uh, you know, um, our second game, I'm um, just playing with, um, playing, you know, alongside each other uh, and just building chemistry, you know, within the game. That's all. Lamar, you have the second highest completion percentage in the NFL right now with the first two games. Just what things do you attribute that to? Why do you feel like you're completing so many passes? Uh, uh, just building chemistry, I guess. That's that's the biggest thing, you know, just getting the ball out my hand, getting it to my, throwing it to my guys, my guys catching the ball, getting yards and protecting me from, you know, bad plays or anything like that. And I'm trying to protect them as well. So we just doing what we should do. And that's why the percentage is that high. It's like to have one pressure in a game. To take a look back and watch you know, like to be, to have that kind of ability in the pocket and be able to stand there and go ahead and make your reads, make your decisions. How much easier was that for you to then operate the offense? Oh, terrific. Um, that's any quarterback's dream. Um, hopefully we just keep it going <laughs> throughout the whole season. I think you've got to go ahead. Sam played lights out. Uh, just uh, I don't know. Well, the difference between him and Tyler is the name. <laughs> I say you know, uh, but he's played great. You know, uh, just stepping in um, last second. You know, just a week prior, uh, we just had our starting center, and we really didn't have no chemistry throughout camp or anything like that. But for him to step in and know, uh, you know, protections, knowing when to flip certain things, certain protections, it was wonderful. Mar, I think your second half this. Granted, it's only two games, but I think you've completed 90% of your passes in, in the second half of the two games so far. What um, what do you attribute that to? Is it adjustments and things you're seeing as the game progresses? Is it just a progression of the, the your comfort in the offense? I'll say a little bit of everything. Um, and just being comfortable on um, being in the pocket. Uh, like I said earlier, just getting the ball, um, getting the ball out, just throwing it to my guys and letting them do the rest. Players when, when Nick Chubb went down, you, you tweeted out, you know, prayers for him. Yeah. Uh, were, were, you, were you watching? What are you watching that? And, and what, what kind of inspired you to, to send out that tweet? Yeah, no, actually, I seen it on social media. I seen it on social media. I was just getting on Twitter, I guess. Well, I, it was Twitter. Um, and when I seen the hit, that was like a horrific hit. Like, no one likes seeing, you know, that type of injury from any guy, you know, and just prayers to him because he's a wonderful player, you know, on that field. When Makari steps in for Ronnie, protecting your blind side, is it is it just total trust at this point after after all the years? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Pat has been great at center, uh, you know, guard for us, and he just showed it this past Sunday at tackle as well. You know, um, he's a guy that can do it all. I'll say that. Just one more, please. Lamar, um, you know, obviously everything this offseason worked out for, for you and the Ravens, but there was a point in time where people were wondering if a team like the Colts might you know, aggressively make a move for you. Is that knowing the kind of quarterback that you are, are you ever surprised when you think back on teams, you know, not seemingly going so hard after you? And then do you have a list in your mind of teams that, you know, you face on Sunday, like, hey, I'm going to show you what you're missing? Um, 
I'm grateful for being here. You know, um, we got our we got our uh, contract situation situated, and I'm focused on you know doing what's best for us, trying to win. I don't really care about other teams. That was quarterback Lamar Jackson. You're listening to the Ravens Press Pass podcast. Linebacker Patrick Wayne, who's having a great start to the season, talked with the media today about what he's seen and done through the first two games of this year. Patrick, John mentioned that we were talking to him about the idea of playing this week after a big win on the road last week. And he said you were one of the people who talked to the team about sharing exactly what we said. What's the, what's the tone of the team there trying to avoid what we like to call a letdown? Your role in doing that. I think uh, anytime you want to accomplish a goal as a team, you can't get complacent. And that was just really the message just uh, be your biggest critic. Uh, don't get complacent. Uh, the things that you're good at, be great at. The things that you need to work on, improve on, and uh, just, you know, strive for excellence. Is delivering that kind of message to be that sort of leader, is that something that you've done previously? Is that kind of new this year? And how would you describe your role as a leader on this team? I think. Uh, just being more vocal and just, you know, living by what I preach. I think that's the biggest thing is just um, bringing it every day, doing my job to the best of my ability and trying to bring my teammates with me. Do you think Mike has figured out ways to use you and Roquan as inside linebackers just more creatively or differently than other teams in the NFL? Or do you feel comparatively to other guys in your position more empowered? Yeah, I think uh, Mike, he tried to do a little bit of both. He tried to be creative, but at the same time, be a little traditional at the same time. And uh, I think that's the perfect mix for us, uh, just letting us go out there and play ball. So uh, whatever Mike called, we're going to roll with and got the two best linebackers in the league. So we're going we're gonna to make plays and just make everybody look good, make ourselves look good. Do you feel like you guys are changing the perception of what a premier position is, <laughs> way you and Roquan are playing it inside? I think anytime you want a good defense, you got to have good linebackers. And, uh, <clears throat> You know, that's what we got here. That's what we uh trying to showcase is us being the best linebackers and showing that a defense revolves around a linebacker. And I think that's just come with uh, being the type of person you want to be and trying to be great. Um, like I said, the message I said uh, earlier, don't, just don't be complacent. You know, strive for greatness and just keep improving. I know you're obviously a little bit biased, but why do you feel like a great defense is built around uh, I think if you can't stop the run, you can't stop the pass in the middle of the field. Uh, and you ain't got those guys that can fly around and just, um, you know, strike a little fear in people's hearts, then it's, you know, kind of rough to stop people. So I feel like that's what we bring to the defense. On those lines, what, what strides have you made, uh, particularly in things like pass coverage? I think uh, the biggest thing is just understanding route concepts uh, and being patient and just knowing my skill set and using my skill set. And, uh, it's just an all-around improvement of everything. Honestly, uh, I couldn't say one particular thing. It's just every single thing about my game I think uh, I improved on and trying to continue to improve on. Is it more uh, recognition or communication, both? Or? Definitely both. I think uh, without communication, you can't recognize what's coming. So I think it's definitely both. So did you have similar responsibilities at LSU? Yeah, it was. Kind of the same, but kind of different at the same time. I think college, you have uh, less responsibilities. And um, with less responsibilities, less communication. So uh, I think it's just, you know, you go to another level, a higher level, higher execution, higher communication, higher responsibilities that come with that. What do you think is the biggest key to the fast starts you guys have had defensively? They've given a lot of first down yet in the first quarter. Uh, I think we're just starting fast. We're communicating. We're playing fast. Um, Trusting each other and just playing football. Uh, I think that's what we come out here and do every day at practice. We did it all throughout camp. Uh, all the guys are on the same page. We're all uh, got great chemistry right now. Just everybody loves each other. Everybody playing for each other right now. 
Patrick, uh, Gino Stone is kind of one of your neighbors in, in, the, in the locker room. I mean, the way he's able to come in, you know, for Marcus the last few years, it just seemed totally prepared from the minute he has to take the job. Do you, is that something you kind of admire? Yeah, uh, Gino's a baller. Gino's always been like that uh, since the day he came in. And uh, just seeing him get his opportunity and taking full advantage of and making plays, uh, just it's heartwarming. Uh, I think Gino just works so hard and just he wants to be so great. And you could, you could tell how he prep, uh, prepares special teams when he comes on defense uh, and just every day in practice. What, uh, what do you see as the greatest challenges for this week? I think the greatest challenge is just being able to communicate fast. Uh, I know they go up tempo a little bit, and um, the focus point for us is just being able to communicate when things are going fast. You, uh, Tennessee is, you know, have a little trouble here and there with that, and uh, that's been all throughout camp. So we're just still polishing that stuff up, still getting better at there, and still trying to, you know, execute those things. Patrick, I'm going through a stretch where there's a, some it feels like injuries keep popping up every week. As a player, do you kind of put blinders on, or is it something that you do as as a team kind of recognize that you know you, you have to have a lot of guys stepping off here? Uh, I think that's throughout life playing the sport. Uh, people always get hurt, and it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day. Um, can't let it bother you. We got a job to do. Uh, we all got a job to do. We all got goals that we want to reach. And um, if any of us flinch or anything, then uh, we can't reach those goals. So I think the best thing for us is just to stay focused on the task at hand. Patrick, I know uh, Roquan wears the dot, but there looks to be a lot of pre-snap communication in the middle of the field. Um, is there shared pre-snap duties or are those just regular communications You know that we would see on a play-to-play -play basis? Yeah, so uh, basically, with Roe having the green dot, he gets the call, he echoes the call, we all echo the call to each other, and then it's communications after that. What's the formation? What what are we expecting? Um, what's our job responsibilities? What's the checks? Uh, it's just different stuff that goes into those communications. So from once Roe gets the call from Mike, it might, might give a hint here and there about uh, be ready for this or that, but it's communication within the uh, lines for us. Rose, yeah, uh, just being more vocal, uh, every day he comes in with a great attitude and always talking. And, uh, I think that's the biggest thing for me, just being a shy person, not talking as much and uh, just letting people be. But I think uh, you get to know people better uh, and more. And, you know, it brightens the mood. Uh, it brightens everybody's mood when you talk a lot. So I think that's the biggest thing I learned from Roe. That was linebacker Patrick Queen. And last but not least, we also talked with rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers. Man, he's made an incredible impact through the first two games of his NFL career, and he talked about that today. Hey, it looks like you're having as much fun as a rookie can have after playing. Is, is it been what you thought it would be for a couple of weeks of your career now? Uh, absolutely. I got vets um, around me. I got Lamar, I got Mark. I got everybody around me making me comfortable, so it's making my job easier to execute and be as detailed as possible. Zay, I know it's only been two games, but you, how comfortable are you feeling when we're hearing that you know, you're seeing things early and you're telling Lamar that that type of look will be there later? How comfortable are you with the things you're seeing and also your assignments based off what you're looking at? Uh, I'm super comfortable because uh, Coach Lewis and Coach Doug, they do a great job of um, when we're in the meeting room, making sure everything detailed. And when we're on the field, me and Lamar see a look or anybody at receiver see a look, we go back and tell them and he'll come back and hit you on it if it's, if he see the same look. You spent that time in South Florida with Lamar. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's contributed to the early chemistry you all are developing? Um, yeah, I think it did. Because it, it was me, O, and Nelly out there, and we knew we was going to be three receivers that was going to be playing a lot. And 
we had to get out there, get some work together, and we knew we had to do it fast because if we wanted to have the season we want to have, we had to do it. Speaking of Nelly, you, you probably have the best view in the house of the, of the touchdown catch, and you seem to really enjoy that. What, what, what did you particularly enjoy about that play? What was uh, I just enjoy like seeing our guys score. I just yeah. enjoy anybody on the field making a play, even if it's defense. You'll probably see me jumping around on the sideline. Like after Geno play, I was jumping around, running around. So I'm just excited for all my guys. Oh, he, he just said he locked me up, and I was like, look, touchdown. That's basically what I said. <laughs> yeah. Was the an instance of that, you know, you maybe tell him about the, the post that you were up for earlier, and then he came back to you for that, that long play? Yeah, we both knew, like, we seen, Lamar seen it late, a little later, and I got open, and I, by the time I turned, he was already off it, but he seen me down the field, and he was just like, calm down, calm down, I'm going to come back to you. Be called, like, oh, yeah, I had a feeling it was going to be called again. What's it mean to you is that, I mean, week one, you made a lot of plays in space, short throws to that. I mean, you could have had three long balls, you know, to kind of show your deep play potential. What do you think that opens up for the rest of your game? Um, I, I just feel like it just it opened everything up for me. Because if you feel like I'm going to run long, I'm, I can stop. I can stop at any um, any route and come back. So. It would make um, defenders harder to guard me. Zay, uh, to get to this point, obviously, you got to be supremely confident in your ability. But <clears throat> to translate that confidence into you know the numbers you've put up through only two weeks, but um, do you feel some sort of like not validation, but you know comfort that okay, you got to this point and you're making it happen already? Uh, I'll say I get. I feel more comfortable each week. Uh, just with the game plan and the speed of the game and just getting smarter each week and just being out there with vet guys, like I said, they teaching me. Um, Nelly will teach me something about, like, because he a master at running, like, option routes and over routes. So he'll teach me something about that. Odell will teach me something about the deep ball. So I'm just taking it all in and just trying to use it. It's still early, but what do you make of some of the looks you've been given, especially compared to what you were saying, maybe your last year at Austin College, now you're here and there, you know, other guys that defenses have to focus on. What, what are you seeing in the way teams are trying to guard you right now? Um, I would say you got a lot to worry about, honestly. You got to worry about Mark. You got to worry about the run game. You got to worry about Lamar and then all the other receivers. So I don't, I don't even know how to tell you. I just I'm just going out there and playing my game, honestly. It's easy to have fun when you got guys like that around you and everybody can make plays. So that just made me make, like, make me enjoy the game a little bit more. What is it about the game that is just so fun for you? I don't know. I just get excited to play, make plays, see somebody else make plays, and I just want to win. Yeah, you talked about your comfort in the offense with Lamar. I'm curious, what's, what's it like catching passes for him from just like a, a pure technical standpoint for you? Um, I see Lamar got every throw in motion. Like, he could give it to you side on, he give it to you straight down the field, and he could put it anywhere you need it. So just catching from him, that's going to be on you fast too. So it's going to be right in your face. So you got to be ready. Yeah, I think he's... He's got the second highest completion percentage right now in the NFL. You're the recipient of a lot of those passes. Um, how would you describe, I guess, the chemistry that you guys have uh, built in that regard in terms of route running and timing and catching? And things? Um, a lot, like I said, like um, a lot of it was built over the summer. We were just running through the route trees, trying to get everything on time. 
and just trying to build chemistry and trying to do what we're doing out on the field right now. That was rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers. You're listening to the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. Also, head over to Lounge Podcast feed. This week we have an interview with John Simpson. That's coming up a little bit later this week. He talks about the wild week that he's had, which includes welcoming his first child into the world. Happened the day before the game against the Bengals. Really interesting story. So go ahead and check that out on the Lounge Podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts or on the Ravens YouTube channel. That's it for us here today, but make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also leave a rating and a review. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again tomorrow.